Hey guys, what's up? My name's Ines, I write kissing books, and today I'm having a bit of a breakdown because I don't remember how I started this podcast. Let me break it down to the essentials. Hey guys, I'm back, and I have not been to the beach yet, but I have been to grad school. Yep. Since I started doing all these breakdowns and teaching online courses and workshops, I decided to go and get my MFA in creative writing. First semester is proving to be an interesting experience, mainly in that I'm the only romance author in my program and I'm being challenged on what a romance is. You should know that I'm right and they're all wrong. <laughs> And I can prove it. I had to take it back to the essentials, namely the quintessential text of romance. What's a quintessential text? To understand what a quintessential text is, you must first understand the term genre. Genre means a class or a category of an artistic endeavor. And it has a particular form, it has particular content, it has particular technique or the like. In books, and in media, the list of genres would include action, adventure, comedy, crime, fantasy, horror, mystery, politics, romance, satire, science fiction, and urban, like urban fantasy or urban fiction. A quintessential text or a perfect embodiment of a comedy television genre would include I Love Lucy, The Cosby Show, and Seinfeld. A quintessential text of horror television shows would include The Twilight Zone and Alfred Hitchcock Presents, not necessarily an American horror story because it's popular right now, but it it's brand new. Quintessential texts of science fiction would include Star Trek and Doctor Who, the originals. You see where I'm going? You get in the picture? The quintessential text is the best. It is the most profound, the most memorable television show of any particular genre from the beginning. Using this guiding principle from my days in television, I decided to immerse myself in the quintessential text of my favorite fiction genre, romance. That means I am reading a lot of romances from back in the day, old school romance books by authors like Kathleen E. Woodywis, Rosemary Rogers, Joanna Lindsay, Judith McNaught, and Jude Devereaux. My purpose in reading these texts is to uncover the origins of the alpha male trope. I want to look at the evolution of heroines coming into their agency. I'm also seeing that dark romance had its birth with Woody Weiss and, and, in, and in the Hera era. And I can see that those tendrils of the past, I can see them here in the present in bully romances. I'm looking into the rise of polyamory in romance and reverse harem and menage romances. I'm really interested in the turning tide that led to dirty talking books where sex used to be described as waves crashing. But now we have heroes with perfect potty mouths. I'm going to make a report as I finish my research and, and I will share my findings with you guys. But in the meantime, I think you should do this too. Because I'm in school, you should have homework too. <laughs> if you're willing for your assignment, you would need to survey a particular genre of romance or explore an aspect of trope and present your findings. In science, we call this exploration a hypothesis. Here, we're gonna call it a rationale. So one of the research papers that I'm undertaking 
is looking into how bodice rippers have kind of made its way back and are now all the rage on book talk. So specifically, I'm going to take a look at the transformative journey of romance tropes from the era of the bodice ripper novels to the burgeoning book talk community that has taken over the front table in bookstores. I'm going to start my exploration with an, the archetypal alpha hero, which was epitomized in the works of Kathleen Woodywise, who wrote The Flame and the Flower. In her book, we meet a dominant authoritative male character. And these are the kind of characters that rule narratives back then. The evolution of the alpha hero fascinates me and I wanna trace it through modern reinterpretations and subversions as seen in works like Fifty Shades of Grey by E.L. James. I also wanna discuss the enduring allure of popular tropes such as enemies to lovers, forbidden love, insta-love, and there's only one bed. They're all there in these old school romance books. I want to trace their lineage from the early depictions in these classic romances to their modern incarnations and the book talk viral titles penned by such juggernauts as Colleen Hoover and Sarah J. Maas. I really want to explore how romance is so dynamic and how it's an ever-evolving landscape. I want to look at how these narrative devices shaped and how they have been shaped and are being shaped by societal attitudes and the expectations of current of current romantic relationships. I really think that past is prologue and these changes are mirroring societal perceptions of love, of power, and of relationships. So to support this rationale, which is a long rationale, I know, I'm wordy. Just to support this rationale, I need to have proof. And so will you. This is why you're going to survey romance novels that fit into your genre and support your particular hypothesis or rationale. You want to make sure to identify texts that have appeared historically within your genre. Try to find the earliest uh, work that you can that best represents your rationale. Once is an incident, twice is a coincidence, three times make a pattern. So you want a minimum of three texts to support your rationale. Another idea that I have um, is exploring the bad morals in romance novels. I want to do a case study of Cressley Cole books, of Katie Roberts books, and of, again, of Kathleen Woodyworth's books. So that gives me three authors, but tons of titles. Um, for you, after you have identified your text, you're going to need to examine each closely to understand the traits inherent to your genre. What has been working throughout the most successful texts in your genre? What traits have fallen away within the genre due to shifts in audience popularity, generational shifts, and traits that have kind of played themselves out? We know that some of them are there. These genres have been around since the beginning, but they haven't always been successful or they haven't always been unsuccessful. Some of them have flipped and flopped. Has your genre found an audience decade after decade, generation after generation, publisher after publisher? If you're interested in reading along with me as I do my homework, <laughs> the first book up is The Flame and the Flower by Kathleen E. Woodywas. The book is largely regarded as the primordial modern day romance. So if you want to participate in my read along, grab this tomb and let's dig in. Be aware, it has all of the trigger warnings. 
If you're listening live in October, you can follow me for Preptober as I plot my new steamy contemporary small town romance, which I plan to draft for November's NaNoWriMo. And if you want a more in-depth exploration of pacing, try out my patient of pacing course, How to Write a Binge-Worthy Novel in 21 Days at aneswrites.com forward slash PTP for page turner pacing. You can also read more breakdowns and chat with others on my free Substack at aneswrites.substack.com. In the meantime, you go and get them words and me, I'll try to keep it together until the next time that we break it down. Bye.